0: Welcome to NLC Leading Questions, a new podcast brought to you by the National Leadership Center. In this series, you'll hear from some of the most inspirational leaders and innovators across the public sector. Whether you're already a chief executive looking to improve your skills, or you're stepping into a more senior role, this is the podcast for you. It's going to be packed with advice to make you realize your potential. Hello, I'm Janice Nicholson and I'm the Strategic Lead for the No Wrong Door Service in North Yorkshire County Council. My background is in youth and community work and I joined North Yorkshire as a residential worker in 1995 and the rest as they say is history. Um, I'm also a social worker but my heart lies in developing and delivering excellent residential services. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to you about the No Wrong Door service and to highlight some of the difference it has made for us in North Yorkshire and beyond. Nationally, we've had a growing wicked problem around the rising numbers of children needing to be cared for outside the family home. There were times when it felt like these issues were so complex and interdependent that it felt really hard to grasp what exactly the problem was or how we could start to tackle it. And in North Yorkshire, we were already on a journey in the way we supported our young people. But we really wanted to accelerate things and challenge the narrative that there was around traditional systems of care. And that was because the care system we felt often resulted in poor outcomes for those adolescents who needed our support the most, the ones who'd already been dealt a bad hand in life. Over the years, our sector has seen an increase in privatisation of children's residential care with market forces having a massive impact on, on where they are situated, the pricing structure, the demand and because of the large number of local authorities that had closed their own children's homes, they were able to cherry pick which children they would take. Developing this model as part of the public sector meant that there was a shared moral purpose to what we were doing. And inadvertently, this became a bit of a challenge to the private sector, where the capitalisation of care was creating a huge drain on local authority funding, and resulted in children being placed all over the country. At times, we felt like we were doing more harm than good, and it was compounded um, by episodic thinking and planning and disconnected silo working and we needed to do something differently. These young people didn't fit our traditional approach to care and we knew from experience and from growing evidence bases that the poor long-term outcomes could be really amplified and follow them well into adult life. In effect, we were trying to make our young people fit into a system and we needed to change this. At the same time as this, we had national austerity, with huge cuts to local authority budgets and an emerging national care crisis, with many young people often being moved far from their home and community. It did seem for us to be a bit like trying to turn a tanker, but we needed to start somewhere. And that was really predicated on the belief that we wanted to look after our own young people not to have to move them to some mystical external therapeutic placement possibly hundreds of miles away where they may eventually leave care without a family or community or the vital networks that we know they would need around them to thrive. Um, We decided to call the model No Wrong Door after quite a lot of thinking through what it would mean for the children that we were supporting. Um, And what we were told by our kids was that they needed to tell their story again and again and again to so many different people in so many organisations. And we wanted them to feel like we didn't have all those doors for them. There was no wrong door for them. What was the approach? Our no wrong door approach was built on the base of good residential services, but we knew that we could do even better. So we spent some time really thinking through what we wanted to achieve and why, in quite a systematic way. And we used the theory of change approach, so we worked backwards from those outcomes we wanted, and then built from those to design our service. So as I said, we were already on a journey, and my manager at the time, Martin Kelly, had worked really hard to strategically develop the foundations that we knew we could eventually build No Wrong Door from. And I think there were three key factors at play here for us. We had a a strong moral imperative to build something of public value that would improve the lives of our teens, and at the same time we hoped that doing the right thing would reduce the cost to the local authority and our partners. We then needed to show that it was successful, and even start to think that it might influence how others were delivering their own residential services. And sometimes I think the stars really do align. Um, At the same time that we were trying to do things differently, an opportunity arose through the DfE's innovation programme, which would pump prime innovative services with some time-limited funding to test out if they could work. And to be honest, it couldn't have happened at a better time for us, and our ideas really seemed to meet their criteria. So we put in a bid for that and we were the first local authority to be successful in getting funding around rethinking care for adolescents. It was exactly what we had on the front of our tin. It helped us to build the model in a way that we wanted it and it also had funding for a two year evaluation and that was really important for us. I also think the environment was right um, be that nationally around the changes needed in the way that we care for children the changing financial landscape, and also the opportunity to be involved in the Innovation Programme. We were able to test out bureaucracy, policy making and national legislation. And this gave the extra impetus to really press on and to be able to include some of the additional roles and extra capacity that we needed to start to make a difference to the way we could support and work with our teams. Martin and I knew that we needed to quickly bring some of our partner organizations on that journey with us. So we set about developing our key relationships and building those alliances with those that we needed on board. It did take time and effort, but it was worth it. And it gave us the chance to tell our story and help them to see the public value of what we were trying to create at the same time as helping them to see the benefits for their organizations. And this group included leads in the police, health, CCGs, foundation trust housing, district councils and the voluntary sector. And this allowed us to share our shared vision of how we could do things differently whilst bringing people along with us. We got the agreement to go and we developed our hub model from the design into practice. And this approach included integrated management of some key partner roles with um, an embedded clinical psychologist speech and language therapist and a police intelligence role it was something very different but all working together in a, a trauma-informed systemic and relational approach they wouldn't just work alongside each other but they would rub shoulders with the residential and edge of care workers and the young people all of this was based on a flat hierarchy that was around individual needs Everyone was working to the same defined no Wrong Door culture and practice model, and all had the same vision and goals. So, our historically traditional residential homes became our two no Wrong Door hubs in April 2015. The model went live and we needed to codify no Wrong Door to capture the essence of the model and how it was impacting on shifts in culture, systems, relationships and ways of working together. This meant that we could describe our vision and had a blueprint for the service. It allowed us to be able to quality assure it, to check out faithfulness to the approach and that was for us both internally in North Yorkshire and with others who were thinking about taking it on. And to help with this we refined and condensed that vision into four key provocations that acted as the challenge to ourselves in our everyday decision making. And they are, would it be good enough for my child? Is there a shared approach to parenting? What kind of adult do we want them to become? And are we managing the risk for the young person or for the organisation? And one result of this is that we started to book the national trend of rising looked-after-children numbers and we significantly reduced our demand for the increasingly eye-watering costs of out-of-area placements. And all this focused on our families as assets and the strengths-based approach kept more children and families safely together. It was better for their longer-term outcomes, it was better for the local authority and partners through the savings and, and the cost that they avoided. There were lots of times when things have been done prescriptively in the past, such as sticking to the positions that have always been taken. And I think No Wrong Door really helped to free up our thinking and focus on what we would want for our own families. And if that didn't align, then let's have a conversation and think about how we can do things differently. And this all needed maintaining through a, a strong No Wrong Door drumbeat of culture and practice. Supporting everyone to see its impact and worth, having a strong leadership spine that had trust in us and, and what we were doing and a commitment to doing the right thing. What were the outcomes? Our model had many positive impacts for those that were supporting. More stayed at home, in their own networks, in their own schools and in their community. And if they did need a residential stay, it was for a much shorter period of time. Less went missing, less were arrested and less were charged. Their emotional health and wellbeing improved and and more of them had a previously undiagnosed speech, language and communication need identified. There was less attendance at A&E, less hospital admissions, more built positive relationships and new skills and we could stick with them on their journey. We could hold that risk together as partners and be brave. We were also better value for money really important in this day and age Um, historically our residential service had worked with about 40 children a year whereas now it was working with on average 200 a year and the majority of those were supported to remain in their families and they did not need to be cared for by the state and we also had a much wider impact making a difference to other parts of the council such as procurement and information governance which enabled us to think really differently around how we share intelligence between partners. And the embedded roles that I mentioned, they also acted as a a conduit for change into their respective organisations. So for example, the police started to think differently about things like bail conditions, missing episodes and criminalising children. We had the opportunity to test things out, to start to develop our own evidence base. And this continues to inform our practice to this day. We're always learning. Another real success has been the interplay um, that we've had between research and practice, um, a collaborative approach to evidence and data use. And No Wrong Door has been a key enabler in working with the Research Centre at Oxford University and Research in Practice to develop a web-based tool, which is a, an, a, on an accessible platform for an edge of care cost calculator something that will both support and inform national practice. Of course, we had some hiccups along the way, nothing ever runs smoothly. And at first, Ofsted didn't seem to quite get what we were trying to achieve. And this was despite us being funded by the DfE to innovate. And another challenge for us was the need to feed the beast, as I called it at the time. Having to constantly prove the efficacy of the model, um, both internally in North Yorkshire, to our finance leads, Chief Exec and DCS, as well as externally to the DFE and our evaluators. There were also plenty of sceptics out there. Um, There were people who said, oh, something like this has been done before. It's a fad. I remember one external senior leader saying it's flavour of the month for now but these things come and go and it will have faded away in a couple of years and this was really disappointing but made us even more committed to continue. Others wanted to have a chat with us for an hour about the model and then take away those ideas and develop their own. I don't think they realised that behind a fairly simple looking design There are multiple layers of thought, vision, systems and cultural shifts that make something that looks simple work. As we were working with other parts of the public sector, we needed to acknowledge that everyone has competing demands, agendas, challenges and at times very unique personalities. I think that having a clear vision of what you are trying to achieve, the public value, Alongside being able to build relationships, be persistent and not give up was key. And we also hadn't rested on our laurels and, and had that continual focus on developing our evidence base. And it meant that we could demonstrate how we were helping our partners to avoid costs, to make savings and meet some of their own strategic goals. And that was all whilst we were working together as better corporate parents. There were barriers to success, and at times it took a bit longer to make things happen, that curse of large organisations, but at the same time it was the value-driven model, the persistence and relationships that cut through this. One example of this was the development of a a multi-agency intelligence-led sharing agreement. There were plenty of information-sharing protocols about, but we wanted to take things further and push the boundaries. This would mean that we could share intelligence around individuals, perpetrators, networks and communities and build it into a contextual picture of what was happening for the young people that we were the most worried about. Then we could plan together what we would be doing about it. Getting this agreement designed and and finalised took about a year in total and I did feel at times like banging my head against a brick wall but it was the right thing to do. Along the way, I learned that you can't do a bit of No Wrong Door and achieve the same impact. There is a real balance between faithfulness and flex to get it right. And it's really hard work. And there have been challenges along the way, but you need to persevere and not give up. And I also believe that you need to go above and beyond as a team to do the right thing for our young people. They don't have to be moved 200 miles away to be cared for then leave care at 18 in a place without support or more importantly love. They are ours and we should stick by them across traditional transition points and without handoffs between services. I believe that many of us in the public sector are dealing with wicked problems with similar levels of complexity within an environment of cuts and many competing demands and sometimes it's just not an option to do nothing or even just keep doing what you've always done. When the tanker is going in one direction, it might feel impossible to turn, but you've got to start somewhere and be brave. And to do that, you need the people around you with the big ideas and the blue sky thinking But this needs to be married with the people that make it happen. And you need to have a clear vision and be able to articulate it to bring people along with you. So for me, it's all about the people and the cultures we create, working collaboratively together to take risks and learn together to improve the life chances of those that we support. And I'm going to leave a a final quote to one of our hub managers who said, we must be creative and aspirational in our approaches to supporting young people in and on the edge of care. In short, every day you need to have a shower in resilience Put on your shoes of ambition, your hat of flexible thinking and pick up your bag of compassion. Thank you so much for listening to NLC Leading Questions with me, Janice Nicholson, Strategic Lead for No Wrong Door at North Yorkshire County Council. This podcast was brought to you by the National Leadership Centre. For more information, head to nationalleadership.gov.uk. We hope to speak to you again soon.